Welcome to Falun Gong News, direct from China and around the world, from the Minghui website. Topics include news about the persecution of Falun Gong in China, local events, and special items of interest. Now for this week's stories. Switzerland. European practitioners of Falun Dafa, also known as Falun Gong, held a rally at Geneva's Palace of Nations on January 22nd and 23rd to raise awareness of the decades-long persecution of the spiritual practice by the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP. The UN Human Rights Council meeting that was underway reviewed China's human rights status utilizing the Universal Periodic Review, the UPR, procedure. This United Nations review put the CCP's long-term persecution of Falun Dafa in the international spotlight and supported the exposure of the brutality that includes live organ harvesting from non-consenting illegally detained prisoners of conscience. Practitioners held a signature drive at the rally to oppose the persecution. They also demonstrated the five exercises and introduced Falun Dafa to international officials and tourists. Taiwan. Chinese New Year is fast approaching. Falun Dafa practitioners in the city of Taipei gathered at the Banqiao Civic Center on January 28th to read the Falun Dafa teachings and do the exercises together to celebrate. Several practitioners shared how they align themselves with Dafa's principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. They also spoke about their cultivation experiences while promoting Shenyun performances. The group later went to Huajiang Riverside Park and took a photo to convey New Year's greetings to the founder of the practice, Mr. Li Hongzhi. The organizer of the event, Liu Binghua, said that fellow practitioners felt strong energy when they recited the words, Falun Dafa is good, Truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good in unison. He said Chinese New Year is the most important festival in the Chinese community. We all appreciate what we have today and sincerely thank Master for introducing Falun Dafa to the world. Minnesota, USA. The Lakes Area Health and Wellness Expo took place at the historic Northern Pacific Center in the city of Brainerd on January 20th. Vendors showcased health and wellness products, as well as educational programs, and Falun Dafa practitioners took part. Many people attended the expo and stopped by their booth. Visitors watched the Falun Dafa exercise movements, asked questions, and learned about the numerous benefits of the practice. People also accepted informative flyers and handmade paper lotus flowers. While watching the exercises, one man said, This looks interesting. Tell me more. He walked over to the booth to pick up a pamphlet and ask questions. While speaking to a woman about the core values of practice, truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, he responded, All of us need more of this. Australia. The Respecting Country Parade was held in South Australia's capital of Adelaide on Australia Day, January 26th. Falun Dafa practitioners were among over 50 local groups participating in the event, which boasted an audience of tens of thousands. 
practitioners wore their signature yellow t-shirts bearing messages such as Falun Dafa is good. They demonstrated the Falun Dafa exercises while walking in the parade with peaceful music accompaniment. Onlookers raised their phones and took pictures. Some people from the audience mimicked their exercise movements. Vietnamese student Nok participated in the parade with her family. All five members of the family practice Falun Dafa. They read Master Lee's lectures, do the exercises at home together, and twice a week they go to the Falun Dafa practice site to do the exercises with other practitioners. During weekends, they join other practitioners to read the FAR as a group. They are active in many events to spread Falun Dafa and raise awareness of the persecution. Finland. Practitioners of Falun Dafa held events in the capital city of Helsinki in January to raise awareness of CCP's persecution of the spiritual practice in China. A peaceful protest took place in front of the Chinese embassy on January 25th, calling for an end to the 24-year-long persecution. The United Nations General Assembly passed a resolution designating January 27th as International Holocaust Remembrance Day to commemorate the Holocaust victims. Internationally, the anniversary is also a day to combat xenophobia and to commemorate the victims of persecution that have occurred at different times and places around the world. A memory of the victims of the Persecution Day event was presented on Saturday, January 20th. In minus 4 degree Fahrenheit temperatures, practitioners presented informational posters and portraits of practitioners who were persecuted to death. Passers-by signed a petition calling for an end to the crimes. One person named Henna said, I usually do not sign anything, but your story deeply touched my heart. Turkey. Practitioners introduced Falun Dafa at the Katakoy Municipality's Ecological Life Center on Sunday, January 14th, and educated people about the CCP's ongoing persecution of the practice. Many visitors to the event began to learn the exercises. Retiree Behan Kat said, I really need this kind of practice. Cultivating Falun Dafa is great. Practitioners gave her information about local group practice sites. A retiree and housewife named Suna said she wanted to try the practice because of constant pain in her neck and arms. She shared, I didn't think I could do them, but I did. It felt very good. I felt my body opening up and felt lighter. I definitely want to continue. Suna's daughter, Elif, said that after doing the exercises for the first time, I felt as if I'd done it before. She added, I think that I can cultivate Falun Dafa for the rest of my life. The following are selected cases of persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China. Ms. Tuo Wenxia, a 73-year-old woman from Heilongjiang province, died on November 5, 2023, after suffering more than two decades of persecution for her faith in Falun Gong. Ms. Tuo was initially arrested in April 2021, but denied admission to the local detention centre after she was found to have fluid in her lungs during the required physical examination. She was then released on bail. In March 2022, Ms. Tuo was diagnosed with late-stage endometrial cancer. 
but the doctor couldn't operate on her as she also had hyperthyroidism, which caused a metabolism disorder and influenced the progression of the endometrial cancer. When Ms Twole's bail expired in April 2022, the police placed her under residential surveillance and threatened to arrest her again. They ordered her to report to the police station to sign the residential surveillance paperwork, but she was too weak to even walk out of her house. She also said no when the police demanded to have her ID as she needed it to seek treatment in the hospital. In the months that followed, Ms Twole's condition kept worsening. She died on November 5, 2023. Ms Sun Suyun from Liaoning Province died on September 26, 2023, after remaining bedridden and incapacitated for a decade. Ms. Sun's tragedy stemmed from her arrest in August 2010 for her faith in Falun Gong. She was sentenced to three years and subjected to various forms of abuse at the Liaoning Province Women's Prison located in the capital city of Shenyang. Ms. Sun became severely ill and incapacitated as a result of the abuse and was released ahead of time in 2013. She fell into critical condition multiple times in the next decade. Her husband was traumatized by her imprisonment and suffered declining health as well. As both of them lost the ability to work, they relied on their son's meager income to get by. The financial struggle further aggravated their health conditions. Miss Sun eventually succumbed to her illnesses at the age of 67. Ms. Dilin Xia from Jilin Province was sentenced to six years in prison in January 2024 for practicing Falun Gong. Ms. D was arrested at home in July 2023. Around the same time, the police also raided her mother's home. The police held Ms. D at a local police station for a few hours and released her later that night. When the police summoned Ms. D to the police station six days later, she decided to move away from home to avoid persecution. She returned home in early August, only to be arrested. Her family confirmed her prison sentence in late January 2024, but details about her indictment, trial and sentencing are unknown. Ms. D, who has been disabled since childhood due to polio, wasn't the only one in her family who has been persecuted for practicing Falun Gong. Her husband, Mr. Wang Mingzhe, also a practitioner, served two labour camp terms between 2000 and 2002. He endured relentless torture in custody. Due to his damaged health, he was rejected admission by the forced labour camp when given a third labour camp term in 2011. He passed away on May 20, 2016. Ms. Wei Chun-Rung from Shandong Province was sentenced to three and a half years and fined 10,000 yuan on January 11, 2024. The 72-year-old has been living with her son's family in Qingdao City since 2013. Her latest prison sentence stemmed from her arrest in March 2023, after a food delivery worker reported her for talking to him about Falun Gong. Police raided her son's home and confiscated her Falun Gong books and memory cards with Falun Gong-related audio and video files. Prior to her latest arrest, Ms. Wei was arrested in 2015 and sentenced to two years in prison. 
six months after she was released, she was again sentenced to three years and four months in prison. She was released in September 2021 and is now facing a third prison term. Cultivation Experience Sharing Conference in Middleton, New York, USA. Approximately 1,000 New York practitioners attended the Orange County Falandafa Experience Sharing Conference on January 27th. 17 practitioners talked about how they aligned themselves with the principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, daily lives, and while participating in Falun Dafa projects. Attendees said they learned a lot from the cultivation experiences that were shared. Anne works as a nurse in a college. During the pandemic, she had to help enrolled students choose the best health care plan in a short time and meet the vaccination requirement. Her experiences brought her deepened understanding, and she is thankful to Master Lee the founder of Falun Dafa. She said, without salvation from Master, I would still be living in selfishness and accumulating karma out of ignorance. After she began practicing Falun Dafa, she felt light and compassionate. She no longer pursued fame, material interest, or sentimentality and was able to constantly strive to improve herself. Jack, a college student, realized the importance of studying the Falun Dafa teachings with his heart and eliminating long-standing attachments. He used to play video games every day. Although he knew it was a waste of time, he could not control himself. His mother recently experienced some severe physical tribulations, which reminded Jack of the seriousness of cultivation and the old forces interference. He remembered Master Lee's lectures and knew that he needed to study the Fa teachings with his heart. Jack realized that bad habits have interfered with him for a long time, so he deleted all the games on his cell phone, along with live streaming and social media platforms. He reported, from that day on, my mind was clearer. Master also helped remove many bad things from me, allowing me to focus on improving myself. An elementary school fourth grader named Wu Xin described how she let go of jealousy and arrogance. Her school had a dance drama rehearsal, and the teacher selected another girl as the lead dancer. Wu Xin was unhappy because she wanted that role and considered herself a better dancer. Wu Xin offered to coach the girl, but her help was declined, which made her more upset. Through looking within, Wu Xin realized that she was jealous because she was not chosen for the role. After this incident, she identified human notions that should be eliminated. These experiences also taught Wu Xin to treat others with compassion. Katie Fitzgerald is a full-time teacher and mother of four children. 
She experienced many challenges in doing her work well while balancing family life. She realized that the moral education of children is more important than developing their talents or skills. Many parents, including herself, were lost while pursuing some advantages for their children. They placed future success above character building. She said that this is a terrible mistake. Ms. Fitzgerald noticed that many parents focused on providing a pleasant environment for their children. They focused on developing their talents and skills while lowering their expectations for their behavior. She said, while encouraging children to develop themselves, we should also believe in fate. In summary, Ms. Fitzgerald said that we should not overemphasize the importance of the children's success and a glorious future while ignoring their character. She added, without good morality, our children cannot truly succeed, no matter how many talents or skills they have. Shen Yun performs in the Caribbean, North America, Europe and Asia. Shen Yun Performing Arts continued to tour internationally with performances in Italy, the United Kingdom, the United States, Japan, and debuted in the Caribbean island of Puerto Rico. Shen Yun Global Company presented seven performances in Milan, Italy, January 16th through January 21st, all to full houses. Under Secretary of State of the Ministry of Education and Merit, Paola Frassinetti, took in a Shen Yun performance in Milan and commented, The soprano was outstanding. To me, she possessed very high-level skills. The lyrics were truly filled with divinity. Through her beautiful voice, the singer concretized a concept that is beyond this world and contained divinity. Shen Yun New Era Company presented three performances in Milton Keynes, United Kingdom, on January 17th and 18th, all to full theatres. Shen Yun North America Company presented three performances in Fairfax, Virginia, from January 20th to the 21st, all to full houses. Shen Yun New World Company presented three performances in Raleigh, North Carolina, on January 20 and 21, all to packed houses. Shen Yun World Company presented three sold-out performances in Escondido, California, from January 16th through the 18th. Emmy Award-winning filmmaker Fletcher Murray saw Shen Yun in San Diego, California, with his wife and daughter on January 19th. He referred to the show as very, very, very uplifting. Mr. Murray, who had spent time filming in Beijing and Taiwan, is very aware of the human rights issues and the destruction of traditional culture in present-day China. Referring to the spirituality displayed in the show, Mr. Murray said, It's so encouraging. Shen Yun Touring Company performed in Puerto Rico from January 19th through January 22nd. This kicked off the company's first ever tour on the Caribbean island. Tickets from all six performances were sold out a week in advance. Local organisers had to add seats with a partially obstructed view to accommodate more audience members in response to the overwhelming demand for tickets. Shen Yun New York Company presented 21 performances in Japan many to a full house in Nagoya, Tokyo, Kyoto, Saitama, Sakai, Osaka, Kamakura and Hachioji from December 22nd to January 26th. Hiroshi Yano saw a Shen Yun New York Company performance in Kyoto on January 3rd. The deadly earthquake in Japan on January 1st reminded Mr. Yano of the impermanence of life. 
He has experience with TV production, so he understands the work that goes into putting together a performance of Shen Yun's calibre. He commented, This unified and energetic performance really surprised me, and I was impressed throughout the whole performance. Yukihisa Oikawa, a well-known international political commentator and writer in Japan, saw Shen Yun in Tokyo on December 27th. He said, It feels like I have experienced thousands of years of history in a short period of time. A Chinese audience member saw Shen Yun in Osaka, Japan on January 16th and said of the performance, This dance and music must exist in heaven. They must have support from the divine. She said, This show made me undergo a big change from inside out, a kind of shocking change. To be able to bring people this great of a change, it must be purely kind and purely beautiful. I am very touched and awestruck, and more so, feel full of hope for the future. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.